This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose sister broke the largest bone in her body after attempting a dirt bike trick. Welcome back to the Family Burrito Podcast, episode 35. My name is Christine. My sister Jesse and I created this podcast as a way to scare the holy crap out of one another. Jesse? Hey, girl. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm on drugs. Yeah. I got the oxycodone mm-hmm. and the Tylenol going mm-hmm. through my system. Wow. So, as people probably just figured out, Jesse has broken her femur. Um, I think we should kind of start at the beginning um, and kind of go through the story because I don't know the full story. We just talked through text message and we purposely didn't tell, she didn't tell me. I told her, don't tell me. I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Um, but um, we had, was it last week you and I had talked about, uh, we talked about New Orleans and um, we were booking a trip. We booked a trip to New Orleans and we were gearing up for that. We're going to go at the end of the month. And then I get a text message from my sister um, saying that she broke her femur. So what happened? <laughs> um, I was just riding, um, you know, enduro, like just dirt bike on, um, like on a field, there's like trees and, you know, obstacles everywhere. Right. And, um, we, Michael and I had been riding like all day long and we were doing really good and we were like a hundred feet away from the house and there's this, um, part that's near the house that like a bunch of trucks will go like mudding on and everything well I'm really scared of the the ruts right there so I was like trying to avoid them and in the midst of trying to avoid them I hit I hit one Mm. and um I I wasn't sitting on the dirt bike correctly like you're supposed to be to the point where you're using you're like you're you're basically standing up on the dirt bike and you're holding on to the the handlebars but you're not like making them like you're, you're not holding yourself up with them you know mm-hmm. but I, I was I was like my butt was like as far back as it could and I was like almost using my whole body to like bring the bike up and then I started whisk like I whiskey throttled and then I just ended up flying through the air and where that rut was, my femur hit hit the rut. Oh my god! Probably like ten feet from the air, like where I flew, and um, and then I screamed like a little bitch. I was like, ah! <laughs> and then Michael was like, bro, there's mountain lions and bears around here. If you scream like that, you're gonna have bigger issues to worry about. And I was like, oh my god, like. <laughs> I'm so scared and I can't scream. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but I was really lucky though because the ambulance came like pretty much right away and um, 
the fire, like the firefighters and the paramedics were super freaking helpful. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up going to a hospital in Pueblo and the nurses there were really freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. And then um, they, <laughs> they uh, all loved Michael. Like they're all like, you're so sweet. You're so, you're so nice. <laughs> and I was like, man, he's not used to hearing this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but he was, uh, he's in a champ though. Uh, he's been taking care of me and he hasn't gotten any sleep for thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fin- finally able to like pee on my own without having to have somebody like help me move my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully you can like rest soon, but. Well, do you focus on yourself? You need to rest. It's your leg. You're the one that's broken your leg. Michael will be just fine. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm he's, glad... he's always, he's always, um, he's always the one on the other end, and I'm always the bitch that's like, "What do you need now, God?" Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you have to have surgery? Yeah, I had to have a rod and a pin put in my leg, so mm. I have a huge rod now. <laughs> it's mm. a huge rod. It's bigger than Joss. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one. So, how long was the surgery for? I honestly do not remember any of it. I just remember them putting me to sleep and then waking up in the room at like, it was like two hours. That's, I would say though. Yeah. And so question, did you, did you know it was broken immediately? I thought I had dislocated my knee or my hip Mm. because I couldn't walk. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, oh man, I probably broke or dislocated my hip. And then I was like. Let's just hope it's a dislocation and they can just pop that motherfucker back in place. Mm-hmm. And I'll be sore for a little bit. And then yeah. the ambulance and the paramedic got up there. He was like, yeah, this is a femur break. And you could like hear it in his voice, like how, how worried he was yeah. about moving me because I was like, because there's an artery right there. You right. Know? And he's like, um, yeah, so we're going to be really careful moving you Um but you could like hear in his voice that he mm. was just so scared mm-hmm. at that point because that was like the most critical point. Yeah, and um, and I was like, and apparently when I was in the hospital, the nurse was asking me questions like, "Is your favorite color blue?" Because my my motorcycle's blue, mm-hmm. and I would instead of screaming or instead of saying yes or no, I would scream, "Ah!" <laughs> your favorite color is ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, but Michael said I made everybody laugh, and um, that's a plus, I guess, because if you can make the staff laugh, then mm-hmm. that makes their night a lot better. Yeah, right, instead of being an asshole like uh, some patients can be. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I almost turned into an asshole patient because I had a, a nurse, there was one nurse there, night nurse, and... Um, so backstory, I throw I had thrown up on my bed. Mm-hmm. They, cha- they had taken all those blankets and sheets off, but they didn't replace the bottom sheet. So I was like, my ass was like sticking and sweating mm-hmm. to the bottom, and I couldn't Ugh. move my leg because it's broken, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell the night nurse, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna need help moving like my leg or whatever, and she basically said I was stuck like that. What? Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna throw a fucking fit. This is the time, like, I, I'm going to start crying, and people start looking, and I was like, I can throw a bigger fit, and I can make people pay attention, dude. And then she finally did it. Yeah. And I was like, I, I told her something, I was like, 
I'm not going to be an asshole patient, but I am going to advocate for myself. Like, yes. I'm not going to get bed sores because you're like, yeah. oh, you're just stuck like that. Because you yeah. don't want to fucking get yeah. me. It's three in the morning. Yeah. I'm sorry you have to work night shift. That sucks. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be able to work nights. That's why I'm not a nurse. Yeah. 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 And that's so, interesting you say that because that's kind of what happened to our father when he was in the hospital. He had, he, he couldn't even walk when he got out because his feet were torn up from them not turning him and moving him you know and I mean plus he had the cirrhosis and he was he did a thing called third spacing where his skin got really thin and so any sort of fluid just came out of his skin but you're supposed to like move them and he's, he couldn't even walk and there was like this fluid all over the house it's just awful so I'm glad that you advocated for yourself that's I mean it's just drives me crazy I mean I can't this is where I have to go I can't control everything I have to just I can't control yeah everyone and this is the same know? nurse that was supposed to tell Michael when my surgery was over and she never did mm. and like and that and that's another reason why he didn't get sleep yeah well I would uh, did they give you like a survey or anything like that yeah I did I took the survey because all the other nurses were really got really great mm-hmm. and so was the the doctor and the surgeon all of them were fantastic Mm-hmm. Um, so when I did the survey, like they had a separate part where you can like kind of mm-hmm. pick or whatever. And I, yeah. just, I just said, Hey, I don't know if like she was upset or what, but like, yeah. she made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was off, I was just coming off anesthesia and everything. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And one of the nurses, one of the, like the nurse texts, she was really nice. And she was like, Oh, she's just in a bad mood and um you're coming off of anesthesia you're crying because your hormones and are all over the place yeah 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 so yeah and it's and that's so it's interesting because like yeah i mean that's totally that's a good thing that you were crying your body your body was like it, tr- it had trauma right your body had trauma yeah and, like, your body, and your body was releasing it yeah so what so what day did this happen on Oh, Tuesday evening at like five. Mm-hmm. And you texted me. Did you text me Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember. I feel like I texted you like Wednesday morning. Okay, Wednesday morning. Okay. Okay, you said Tuesday evening at five. Okay. The reason I was asking that was because on Tuesday afternoon when I was leaving work, uh, I don't know, it was maybe around 3.30 or something. I was walking to my car. And this huge crow flew very slowly in front of me. Like, it was like, look at me. You know, it was not an accident, you know? And yeah. I was like, I said, okay, crow. I said, I'm not paying attention to you because I know crows. They're tricksters. And every time I've seen one fly very slowly in front of me like that, it's it's always something crazy yeah and my mom says that's her spirit animal well it's always something unexpected happens every time like you think maybe this is something gonna happen but then it happens the opposite way so it flew very slowly in front of me and then I looked down and there was a tiny gray little feather it wasn't from the crow it was almost like the crow was like look at this feather I was like Hmm. that was weird so I got the I have the feather um, so I was like, what are you up to crow? <laughs> you know? Um, so that's interesting. So, so do you, so you had surgery, you got a rod in your leg. And so then what's the, what's, what's the recovery process? Um, basically just resting as long as I can, but they're going to send over home health care. Good. Um, 
a couple days a week to help mm-hmm. me like do PT mm-hmm. and like bathe. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only thing is I have stairs in my house and I have not been able to like go to upstairs to take a shower. Mm-hmm. So I've been having horse baths and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I'm like this is I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um my friend helped me wash my hair yesterday and I was Good. like, oh, God, I have never felt like mm. so happy in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing when you can wash your hair after like ha- like five, six days of not washing it. It's just like Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna shave your vagina? Oh man, I'll probably Michael. Oh Lord have more <laughs> thing. Uh. <laughs> I can't even really open my legs though right now. Oh you can't? Damn. Yeah. They can you open your mouth. Yeah. So, like, it's funny because I have to use this, like, belt thing they gave me, the hospital, mm-hmm. yep. so, I didn't, so people could hold me up. Uh-huh. Well, I have really good balance, so I've been fucking blessed with that. Um, I've been able to, like, pretty much move my leg with that belt that's broken mm-hmm. and then just balance on my left leg. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I'm just really glad I have some kind of balance because yeah. if I didn't, this would suck so bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um so you're on your no pain meds and stuff, cool. And then you do you have to have any sort of like physical therapy? Yeah, they're gonna probably like when the PT guys come from host, home health care or home, mm-hmm. whatever those people mm-hmm. are called, um, they're gonna make me walk and they're gonna see what I can do. Yeah. Um, I probably won't be able to put like weight on my legs for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. but then it'll be like a three month recovery after like to be totally normal mm. you know that's what that's what I've been hearing from from doctors so they said three months three month recovery to be kind of back to normal yeah well to be like completely normal to where I can go like back to jujitsu and that's good that's um, really really good riding dirt bikes again yeah riding dirt bikes again yeah Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, I mean, I know what I did wrong. Jeez. It's like when you are driving a car and you get in a car accident and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done this or I should have, you know, you know what I mean? Like all mm-hmm. these things run in your head and you learn from that. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. OK, well, I've learned from that. And also, I'm going to not I'm going to get a smaller bike. I'm not going to. I'm going to ride a smaller, like, size bike. Mm-hmm. Because um, that one I have right now has a lot of power. So mm-hmm. Michael and I talked about it, and he was like, well, when you're, like, really wanting to get back on the bike, we'll just get you on, like, a, like an 80cc. Because right now I have a 300cc. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so even if you do try to whiskey throttle, it's not going to throw you around yeah. or anything. Like, it'll just be, like, you'll just basically be a beginner again and you're gonna like get comfortable um but the thing is i do know what i did wrong so that's it's like or it's kind of like if you're like a professional fighter mm-hmm. you know and you lose the fight and you rewatch yeah. the fight and you're like man okay mm-hmm. i could have done this different it's the same thing yeah it's just all about learning from your mistakes and um everybody at the hospital there they all like they all pretty much ride because it's Pueb- like it's pueblo oh that's like a like a thing they do there yeah so everybody was like you're gonna be on your bike in no time that's right <laughs> so that's 
Yeah. But I mean, Michael, he he's just like, I don't want to push you. He's like, I feel like I pushed you to do this. And I was like, no, I was my own dumbass fault for mm-hmm. thinking I could. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, he's the one that got me on a dirt bike. So he's like, now people are just going to think I've got your leg broken. <laughs> well, like, well, well, let me ask you. Uh, I don't I don't think I, he there's I don't think possibly so way that fault. he could have broken your leg. I was whatever I think about my that He did not break your leg. Yeah. I mean, it would take a lot for him to take a he had to get a sledgehammer. Well, and by the way, I asked my pendulum and it said it was a hard no. <laughs> and it was like, was this an accident? And it was a very hard. Yes. So I was like, OK. Yes, it's a very, uh, yeah, I'm very accident prone. Yeah. Um, so, so, cause people, so I love, I love that how you said, you know, that's learning from my mistakes. I mean, that is, that is actually super special, Jesse, seriously, because a lot of times people get in car wrecks or whatever. They just like, they, that now that's a new fear that they have and they avoid it or they're scared. I, I love that you're like already, I want to get back in there and, you know, you know, figure this out. Um, I mean, that's really, that's just actually very special. Um, and I think people would be like, whoa, she's crazy. So, so what is it about riding dirt bikes? What do you, what do you love about it? Why do you, why do you want to get back in there so bad? Oh, it's just, it's just like, it's therapeutic in a way because Mm -hmm. you're only focused on what's in front of you as like the obstacle that you need Mm -hmm. to get through or whatever. Yeah. So, like, whatever you're scared of, if that fear passes right, before, like, it passes right when you get there. Like, it's, you feel the fear, but it's very minimal. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't last very long. And then you're like, oh, I did that. Oh, my God, I did that. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I did that. Mm-hmm. And then you get really excited about just being able to go fast. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. And then um, when you actually get kind of more um, comfortable on a dirt bike too you can do a lot you can do a lot of things and it's just it's fun and and you don't have to worry about all that everyday bullshit you know mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people that um, get a motorcycle though and like end up pat, like dying on the motorcycle or doing something it's because they were scared and they let that fear make them do something dumb or Mm -hmm. you'll have those motorcyclists on the street that like swerve in and out of traffic going 140 and they're like mad that you didn't see them yeah yeah like that's that there's like there's extremes to it you know what i mean like right if um if you look at most motorcycle accidents um and like the type of bike it is it's mostly a harley and it's like a middle-aged man Mm -hmm. without a helmet Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, when I got into the hospital, they were like, you were wearing all your gear, and they, like, applauded me for it. They were like, thank God. Yeah. They were like, this could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even get on a bike without a helmet. Yeah. And yeah. You see all these dumb motherfuckers wearing, like, especially here in Colorado, because there's no helmet law. Oh, there isn't? No, but we can't. But you know what's so funny, though? You can't, you can't weave through traffic, which is, I'm like, so you basically want us to sit behind a carbon monoxide in a car, like on a mm-hmm. bike. You want us to sit behind a car spewing out carbon monoxide in the heat, but you don't want us to wear a helmet. Mm. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. That's so, so, so I mean, I'm going to advocate like 
through Colorado. Like, I'm starting to advocate for helmet laws. Well, yeah. Sure. If you ever wear a seatbelt in your car, why why don't you wear a helmet? Why well, is it that? Because they're like, it, they, people complain. They're like, it gets so hot. I'm like, okay. if you're riding correctly, you're just you're having fun. You're not concerned about the heat. You know. Yeah, and you know what gets hot? A coffin. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then like that's what you know. Dad always said he was like, just slow down. You can't show up dead. Yeah. Right. And like that's like the best thing I've ever heard ever. <laughs> like, because I think about yeah. that constantly. Like, you can't show up. Like, you can't show up dead, dude. Just calm down. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, people that get these like sports bikes too, at, like a Jixer or something, and they're mm-hmm. super fast bikes. They have a lot of horsepower, and these guys had like 125 cc as their first bike like maybe 100 gram as their first bike and then they transferred over to a 600 cc and then they fly through traffic and they piss everybody off and everybody's like oh fuck motorcycles you know i'm even like fuck motorcycles that sometimes at that point because i'm like dude like why why are you Mm -hmm. doing that Mm -hmm. but that's why i like dirt so much because you don't have to deal with the cars you can just deal with the dirt and yeah, the obstacles out there on like, you know, streets a lot da- more dangerous. I think. Yeah, I wanted to ask you something about the dirt bike thing, and then I want to go actually revisit the street bike because there, there, that's I, there's a reason for that. And can you tell the audience exactly what is a rut? You said you hit a rut. What is so, a rut? You know, like um, when a truck is going mudding or like a jeep is going mudding, and their mm-hmm. tires leave big ass tracks in the mud mm-hmm. yeah so that's basically what i meant by right like a tire mark mm. and um the edge of the tire mark on the left side like i hit that like my tire hit that wow because it's deep you know like they go mm-hmm. mudding and stuff and they'll yeah. duck or whatever and they'll leave these huge holes in the ground hmm. which isn't their fault you know they're yeah fun right in rednecks right right but, um but yeah, that's what, that's what a rut is. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and so I have a friend of mine that I work with. Um, her name is Cheryl and she's from Puerto Rico. And I love her because she's one of my like spiritual mama girls. And um, she, I, I love Bad Bunny and she's always translating Bad Bunny songs for me because he's from Puerto Rico. But um, her brother actually died last month or the month before from a motorcycle accident. And her and I have such parallel lives. It's very interesting. It seems like we're always going through something very, very similar, you know, like maybe dad issue, you know, at the same time. But um, anyways, uh, so I, I know her dad or her brother had a street bike, but I don't know what kind it was or whatever. And he was out with his brother and don't know the full details, but, you know, just know that he flew off the bike. And so you said street bikes, you said like because i think they would like race and stuff you know i don't know i don't know fully but mm-hmm. they would like wear like the leather you know the street uh bike outfits i don't know what you call them but yeah anyways um so are those the ones the street bikers are those the ones that are kind of annoy people or what did you say what kind of people so just the ones like if they're racing and there's not like a lot of cars out you know if they're like mm-hmm. just on a empty ass highway and they're just kind of like mm-hmm. zooming mm-hmm. along that's fine yeah. that's yeah. whatever and know. that's what they were doing oh yeah that's that's still dangerous yeah i mean but like anything fun in life is dangerous mm-hmm. so it's it's just one of those 
things when the people say, well, at least they died doing something they loved. Believe me, they did not love it in that moment. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, why the fuck did I choose to do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and let me ask you this. So, so you went flying off your bike. Yeah. Which her brother went flying off his bike. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, fuck. What did you, was it slow motion for you or was yes, it? Yes, it was so slow motion. And I was just thinking, oh, fuck. Thank God I have a helmet on. Oh, my goggles, my goggles, like, started, like, moving my dirt bike goggles. And I was like, oh, I started watching those, like, slide. <laughs> and then I hit the, hit the ground. And then I, yeah, and then I screamed. Wow. And um, so the most important question I have is, is the dirt bike okay? No, it's totaled. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's why Michael is, like, also thinking we would just get me a smaller bike for the dirt right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I still want to ride street, but I don't want to... I, I get really scared of the highway still. Um, mm-hmm. Not because of, like, I know my skill. I just get scared of other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, weaving in and out of traffic and mm-hmm. going super fast in their car. Like, um, so I just, I want to do more drills on uh, like a flat dirt surface mm-hmm. on a smaller bike when I get my leg all healed up just do like stop and go drills and um, just kind of like beginner moves again you know mm-hmm. how to turn the bike um, with just things like that and then um, when I get back on to like going on the street and stuff I just practice in a parking lot so mm-hmm. I'll probably be in a parking lot for the next 10 years. <laughs> well, what I love about all of this, Jesse, is that you're, you're visualizing all of, like, this is just awesome. Because like I said, people, something happens and they can just get stuck in that fear and just live there and not move on. And like, I had a patient, I have a patient um, who's in the hospital he's got breathing lung problems and he's on a particular antibiotic where he can't have any antidepressants. Mm. So there's not a lot I can do for him like medicine wise. And he's sort of just like giving up. He's so down, you know? Yeah. And I had this long talk with him yesterday. I said, I said, I find it interesting that I can't give you any medication to boost your mood. I was like, you're going to have to find it within yourself. And he's looking at me and I'm like, so what do you do? And so, because if you look, if you, if you were to put, cause he's got like a trach, um, if you were to put like a blanket over his neck and not even see the trach, you would just see his face. You'd be like, oh, that's a nice looking man. But his body, like his, the rest of his body thinks it's like dying. Aww. And so, because he's so, he's like starting to become hopeless. Cause you know, it's like one step forward, three steps back. So we had a very long conversation and he can't talk because he's got a trach in his neck. So, so he's listening to me. And I mean, I just said, you're going to have to start believing that you're going to get better. I'm like, do you want to get better? And he's like, you know, nodding. And I said, why? And he's looking around. He's like, you know, his wife's there. And then I'm like, you have grandchildren. He said, yeah. And I said, do you want to get better for yourself? And he kind of looked shocked because we do think like when we want to improve ourselves, it always seems to be, and just like, or get sober, you know, it seems to be like we do it for all these other things except ourselves. 
Yeah, and they don't last. No, and it's just set up for disappointment. And so, anyways, I I love that because you're doing that for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for yourself. Oh, well, thank you. I I also, I think it's also being around somebody like dad my whole life. I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. He was like the opposite of me in every way. Like, Mm -hmm. turning out to be, okay, like, first of all, I would like to mention I have more tools than dad ever had in his life mm-hmm. yeah like he's a man with a penis yeah. and I have more tools than he ever had and um which is shocking to me and then I also know how to do a, like I know how to work on dirt bikes mm-hmm. I'm like that's something that he would like he always told me to stay away from motorcycles and everything really and, yeah he always was like promise me that you'll never ride and you'll just do it you know he always scared me from motorcycles because he had a friend who died on a motorcycle really yeah and then um but after you know him and i stopped talking and i started realizing all of his his things like he'd always say uh work uh work hard uh work smart not hard Mm -hmm. and i'm just like but some of us like working hard yeah. And I realized that I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to use my brain all day and figure out fucking equations and right. that. Like, I want to, like, build shit and yeah. I want to see something accomplished and mm-hmm. I want my hands, like, to be sore and have, mm-hmm. like, weird calluses. Yeah. And, you know, like, he, but he, he loved how soft his hands were. He was like, I have soft hands. And I'm like, I don't think any guy should be... <laughs> Like, I have soft hands. <laughs> mm. Unless they are, like, you know, you know, uh, getting money for having soft hands. <laughs> or or maybe they're, I don't know, wanting to transition to be a female. I don't know. Or, yeah, yeah there's, like, so many. Like, but if you're, like, a rug, like, I don't know, dad always was, like, I'm a man. And, like, and then you think about it, you're, like, okay. Like, I think he, he just didn't have his dad around enough, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. really didn't know yeah, how to be a man. Right. And but the, and he had a mother who was, you know, coddled him and rescued him and all that stuff. And then it was oddly masculine. Right. Oddly <laughs> masculine. She was more masculine than our father was. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is awesome at the same time, because that's, like, what made her grit you know yeah she she came up from nothing and like in that masculine personality really was needed especially when she was alive yeah Yeah. um but now like the feminine energy is kind of taken over Mm -hmm. but um for me i'm just like i feel like we all need a little bit of both and well hell yeah you have to you have to have both you have to have duality like you know, the, the earth has to have the north and south pole. Like, you have to have that or you wouldn't exist, right? Right. And it's interesting, like, what you were saying about dad, how you had to get a, when you got away from him, you kind of thought about, you know, certain things he would say. And um, it kind of with myself, too, is like, for he had to die for me to cut my relationship off with my mother. Because... Those two were the the poles, the magnetic poles. I was, I guess I was the magnet in the middle. Like I was the hate magnet where all of their hate went through me, me, this vessel, you know, their child, all of their hates went through me and went, 
you know, to her and then through me and to him and back and forth for years and years. And he died. He had to die for me to let her go because there's no longer that pole anymore. There's no longer the North and South pole. There's just one pole and you have to have both to exist. And she wasn't needed anymore, you know? Um, so now I'm my own, my own magnetic self. So, um, I wonder too, like, have you talked to your mom? Does your mom know what happened? Oh no, she, she hasn't reached out, mm-hmm. but Tammy has <laughs> Tammy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, Hey, if you want to come over and come see my crippled ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sh- yeah, no, my mom hasn't said anything. I also don't expect her to. She probably is like saying it's a good thing or something, you know, because that's how she is. Does she know you broke your leg? Well, my little brother does. So mm-hmm. I would assume yeah. that he told her. Hmm. I don't know. Like, my little brother also avoids talking to our mom. Mm-hmm. Like, he he'll have a conversation with her and he'll like try to keep it kosher and everything. But Dakota's also like, they, they use him as a firing squad. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And since he's a boy, they're like, they treat him as such. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you something back to dad. It's funny you said that you have more tools for, um, than him. I was actually trying to remember the other day. Did dad ever fix anything? Like, I don't ever remember him fixing anything. He always hired people. Is that what it was? Yeah. He um, he didn't even have a drill. He didn't even have an electric drill. Like, no. <laughs> he didn't fix anything. Wow. <laughs> like, one time when when all the pettiness was happening between him and I, I knew he didn't have an electric drill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I drilled a bunch of, uh, <laughs> I drilled a bunch of, um, uh, I can't even think screws into his garage. And so he couldn't close his garage door. And so he had to spin that manually out there for hours. <laughs> oh my God. Like unscrewing him by with his soft hands. Yeah. I was like, you can, I even told him, I was like, you can go buy it and return it, dad. You can. <laughs> Oh God, I was like, you can rent tools. <laughs> it was like a metamorph. It's like you're screwed, literally screwed. <laughs> yeah, like he was so mad, and then he called the cops about it, and he was like, "She did this," and I told him, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I did." I didn't want him to close his garage door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, he keeps locking me out of the house, and I'm trying to get my stuff, and this is the only way I can get into the house. Yeah, because you didn't door. have a drill. That's funny. Yeah, and um. They, the cops were even laughing at him because they, he was just sitting out there just oh. screws that, the manual screwdriver. That is amazing. That is amazing. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, just go to Harbor Freight real quick, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. But, um, but that's how, like, how much he didn't even think about fixing stuff. Like, yeah. You can... If anybody doesn't know this, you can go rent a tool for most places mm-hmm. or just use it and return it. <laughs> yeah. <what> I do. <laughs> yeah. And most, uh, like Harbor Freight, like they'll charge a restocking fee unless it doesn't work. Mm. So if you like return it and say it doesn't work, then they won't charge you a restocking fee. I don't even know what Harbor Freight is. It's just a tool store. 
Oh, okay. Is it it's like awesome, wine? though. Yeah. Or is it like, okay. I love Harbor Freight. It's like one of my favorite places on earth. Harbor Freight. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight. <laughs> where Jesse loves them because they don't have, what'd you say, a restocking fee? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, if you, if it's broken, they don't restock, they don't have a restocking mm-hmm. fee. But they like make you know that at the, like when you check out, they're like, if you return this, there's a restocking fee unless it's broken. Like they yeah. all let you know. So <laughs> it's amazing. You're like, oh, I get you. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then because it's all like cheap, it's cheap tools from Harbor Freight. Like you don't buy tools from Harbor Freight and expect them to last your lifetime. Gotcha. It's more or less like a one or two time use tool. Interesting. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. But if you don't use tools often, yeah, that's a great place to go. And then like um, get sockets and stuff like mm-hmm. if you. Um, if any of the audience members are like, yeah, I can, I can never find my 10 millimeter socket. Cause that's the one you always need. And if you mm-hmm. never find, like you can go to Harbor Freight and buy just like a pack of 10 millimeters, mm-hmm. which is amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> and the things you're saying, I know, I kind of know what a socket is, but I didn't know. There's like, I guess I didn't know, but I know there were like milliliters, 10 milliliters or whatever. Yeah. So there's, um, so it can go from metric and standard mm-hmm. depending on what you're working on. So like um my bike is a kawasaki so it's uh standard but then like if you're working on a bmw it'll be metric gotcha so it just depends on like where it came from and like you know thanks america yeah (laughs) but um then so that's just a piece of information but yeah like uh all all tools are they'll all have a metric or standard Mm -hmm. like um for wrenches and stuff like that as well. Mm. Uh, you'll you'll be like, oh, there's the door. <laughs> well, Jesse, I'm gonna let you rest and recuperate. All right, Mama Sita. I love you. I'm glad that you're okay and you did not die and you were wearing your helmet. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm sorry to hear about your friend's brother. Yeah, yeah, I um, I feel like that part of the story and their interconnection with you and him is is not over. So, sure. I love you so much, baby girl. You take care of yourself. I love you too. Have a good day. You too. Bye.